Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is another uh, Black History Month episode of the Noah's Bar podcast, episode number 23. Uh, yes, the we one. We are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot has been well, going on. Well, at least on. for this year. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just for this year. Um, uh, it's been a crazy uh, last two weeks. There's a lot of things we do want to cover, but uh, I just want to get one thing out the way. Shout out to the Super Bowl champions, LA Rams. Shout out to my man Odell Beckham. Yes, sir. Um, you know, shout out uh, to Jalen Ramsey, man. He was ass in that game, but I'm glad that he got a ring too, bro. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Um, it, it all paid off for them in the end, and what a halftime show too. Like that was bro, a great halftime. It was show. cool. It was cool. Yeah, like um, I, I enjoyed it for the nostalgia factor. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it was and that's what it was. was. Right. It, 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 but you know, Mary J. Blige, she carried it. She carried the whole weekend. She carried um the All Star weekend too. Oh great. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Even Michael Jordan found their irresistible. So yes, shout out to Mary J. Bosch. Her new album is very good too. I, I recommend you know going to check that out. Yeah, so uh, that was a, that was a good weekend. <laughs> it was, and of course, uh, uh, this is this is host Mo Chris Mack down ATL man. Um, but yeah, uh, Mary has been uh, having a good back to back weekends, man. You know. Uh, Super Bowl and All Star Game, like she she is on fire right now, and I couldn't be happier, man. I really couldn't be happier at all. You know, the one person that probably was like crying the fact that he was not part of the Super Bowl halftime show. It was and game, I, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta it was say, game, dog. I almost why you saw the video? Did you see yeah, the video? Yeah, yeah. Where he at his place? <laughs> yeah. I will say oh, though, he was fighting those tears, man. He definitely was. But I will say though, like. Uh, you know, when I really thought about it afterwards, he should have been part of it. He really should have been part of it. You know, I mean, it, it's like, hey, to love it. Like, that's a, if you think about it, like, that's a great football song. That's a great sports song. Hey, to love it. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that song don't, name one athlete that don't have that song probably in their playlist at one point. I'm telling you, man, that song. It, is, it, it, wasn't there like a Beast commercial with that song playing in the background yeah, at one point? Was, yeah, I think there was, and then Mary's on the remix too. Like the remix of it, Mary J. Blige is on there. Yeah, is is him and Fifty still beefing? No, I don't think they beefing anymore. That shit should have been hmm. long. I think that's been long gone, to my knowledge. Uh, I don't know. I, it's probably it's probably some residual effects, man. With, I mean, uh, maybe so, but yeah, I mean, you know. Right. But yeah, man. I mean, it's it's kind of funny in a way, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like game. He deserved at least half hater to love it on that joint. Yeah, man. Hey, love it. Underdogs on top. Come on. There you go. The underdogs on. Come on, man. <laughs> Even though the underdogs and the Super Bowl lost, but still. Um, but nah, that it was a it was a great game, by the way. Um, so shout out to the, I guess, NFL for that. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, a lot of uh like back to back uh big events um this past weekend was the uh NBA All-Star game uh all-star weekend which was a very interesting uh <laughs> to say the least um you know the dunk contest sucked but uh what's new you know when you don't put the guys that should probably be in there um and <sighs> these other dudes in there that probably should not be part of it cole anthony's being one of them um you know hey, I, hey, I, man, never I feel bad for the kids man I feel bad for them too. I feel but. bad for them because it was a, it was one. Of, it's it's really one of those situations with the with the dunk contest in particular that 
yeah, like it's a, it's a it's a high pressure situation, and yeah, the um, the, the contests themselves have been iffy over the last decade or so, barring you know the the Sack Levine Aaron Gordon series, where yeah. were you know they they really set the bar pretty high mm-hmm. um, for this generation, and yeah, the, the, there's just the, just the lack of star power. You know, right. it doesn't even have to be like a LeBron James or a Russell Westbrook. John Morant yeah. is four years into the league. He's yeah. yet to appear into a slam dunk contest. It is getting to that point that he won't appear in a slam dunk contest. Nah. You won't he's, see Sion Williamson anytime soon because uh-uh. of health yeah. issues now. Yeah. But again, like you got folks here, like players that are still young, athletic, can bounce, but they don't participate into the dunk contest. Because they quote unquote see themselves more as in game dunkers than as creative dunkers. Where in reality, you could still get off a pretty damn good dunk if you yeah. were able to pull it off. Oh, you have yeah. the name. Like the folks are going to get behind the name. All you got to do is just do a couple of dunks and they're going to get behind it. The shit will matter. And I, I, I honestly feel like now with um, the CBA is coming up soon, man. And there's the. You know, owners are already pissed off about how players have a lot of empowerment as is and the shit that they can get to do to get themselves traded off a team or to just straight leave a team. Yeah. um, Join elsewhere. Yeah. I'm certain that I don't know if it's going to be the Players Association or the owners themselves or whoever the the high powers, but they're probably going to start adding clauses to certain contracts for players to participate in shit like this. Like even with it's an incentive, like a cash, like a like you know, like a cash reward, yeah, or you know, extra million dollars or something like that, just to entice, you know, the Joss and and uh and the Sign Williamses of of the world, or you know, who, who like who who's who's currently like cooking up right now as far as a young guy. I mean, like Cole Anthony was a good shout out. But yeah, Tiny yeah but fucking fucking Tim's is not the move, my man. Yeah, like, that's that's another problem because yeah. of the fact yeah. that there's a lack of star power and that there's not that many names and it's basically not really nobody's for folks that casual NBA you know fans or NBA people won't know about. They won't know about you know uh, Obi Toppin or Awanda Scott or Anderson. So these niggas will have to like try to be overly ambitious. With their attempts. Yeah. And it just looks awful. Yeah. Like no. Jalen Green having to try the same damn tunk over 10 times. That bored the shit out of me. It was and I'm pretty sure it really bored people. It was it was bad, man. I'm like, at this point, you gotta be the, the contest itself needs to have more strict rules. And the and the participants need to be smarter about their attempts, man. If if you're sh- if you fuck up the first two times on a certain duck you're trying to try, yeah, just try, just different try dunk. something else, right? Right. Try something yeah. else. Yeah. Like if that fails, they just go for something simple and call it around because you know it. it you know because you're just you're pissing everyone off in the building. You're embarrassing yourself, and the folks are watching. You're embarrassed for watching this, and you got Shaquille O'Neal just annoyed <laughs> watching this shit, giving him more ammo to just shit on this generation. Yeah. So it it it's it, it's 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 rough. Um I'm like I'm not you know it's one of the worst dunk contests ever, yeah. But I'm not gonna like shit on the contest itself because 
you know, it's not really the participants' fault. You know, no, it's, no, it's no. It's the no. fact that there, again, there's not enough. Um, there's not enough of a you know policy to ensure that we get the most entertaining contests available for the fans and for the weekend. Mixing, you know, established stars with burgeoning talent. You don't get that anymore. Not at least you know, not within the slam dunk. The three point contest, yeah. however, people yeah, you still have names. Three point, still have three names point three never point has contest. any issues. They have ne- they never have any issues. Not at all. Contest. You know, you know it, it's. But I think it, what it comes down to also didn't mean to cut you off there for a second. But I think what happens is that I feel like these teams, and I, and I guess to a certain extent, the, a lot of these players, um, at least the players that we know that they they have hops, they hire flyers, they could dunk. We know that. And it just so happened that these players also, you know, they like they feel like they mean too much to the team. The team feels like this player means too much to the organization and the future and all this other shit that I I, I always wonder, you know, and think that that kind of gets that factor gets kind of um, in the way too. whereas compared to the three point contest, you know, all you guys have doing is just shooting. They're just shooting. So the risk factor is severely low, you know, for the three point contest as compared to somebody trying to dunk. I mean, things could happen. Person could land wrong, or you know, could break, a, you know, break a finger or something, you know, shit like that. As compared to just a three point contest, all you're doing is just, you know, going around the perimeter and just shooting jump shots. You know, like what freak thing can really happen? The chances, the likeliness of that um, in a three point contest is, is compared to a dunk contest. You know, it's going to it's, it's going to be bullshit though. I know. I, it's I bullshit, personally find it to be bullshit because. You know, we still see John Morant going for crazy dunks in the All Star game. I get Same with Giannis right. Antetokounmpo. So right. they could still do that. You know, in a contest where, and I also feel like it's not only that that the teams and organizations will feel like they're putting their players' health at risk. They're also probably putting their health, their players' egos aside and saving them for that, saving them for the potential embarrassment of fucking up in an attempt. Because folks are focused more, like these players are focused more about their brand and their image. Right. More so than their legacy. Right. You know what I mean? That's a different thing, you know? Right. Like, and I, and I see that with some of these players, man. And, and especially some of these younger players. It's like, if you can't get John Morant or, uh, what, maybe, uh, even, even fucking Scotty Barnes, like, you can't get. The young players to come out and dunk, yeah. Then that's an issue. I can understand, like you know, the more established players now that there's no means for them to try to do it, even though they kind of should, just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's a badge of honor. I'm like, there there was a time that this thing was a fucking badge of honor. Like Michael Jordan, up till he was like 35, would try to do this shit. Yeah, I mean. But I think right. also, man, you, when you mention about egos, and, and and I really think, and then also, especially branding, right? You know, a lot of these players, they feel like, yeah, they don't do that to, in a weird way to protect their brand. But then whereas if you have somebody like a John Moran, for example, right? And um, he does dunk contests and he actually does win. Like that enhances his brand. You know, that only makes like that, that makes it, that that opens up doors for something greater, greater things marketing wise of yourself and your brand, you know, you know, being getting that, doing that type of thing. Um, 
So I mean, and it, so it, it could go both ways with that, man. But it, it's just, I think what it comes down to is that, and we've seen, you know, it's oh, like you just that, like you. That's, that's another thing. Because when we go back with, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. when it comes to Brandon again, because this also plays into the players, the star players that are watching these dunk contests but not responding or reacting to them on social media. Yeah. Because uh, my, my, um, the homies from RSPN, uh, shout out to Mark and Jeff, they brought this up too. Like players like LeBron James or, you know, Russell Westbrook, they're not going to talk, criticize or shit on the dunk contest for being bad because they know that there's going to be a fan out there that's be like, why the fuck y'all aren't trying to do it then? Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, LeBron and, and should know. LeBron knows. LeBron definitely should know. Because I'm like, folks were pushing him for years. Yeah. Yeah. To participate in one dunk contest. Just all one. the way up to twenty twenty twelve. Just one. That's and all. He, and he did not <laughs> and he did not want to participate. I'm like, the fuck, man, you're already established. It's not gonna hurt your career. <laughs> you yeah, know, all you gotta yeah. do is just do your damn power dunks. Folks are gonna go crazy for that. Like you're it, gonna win simple. off Easy. the street. Simple, simple, man. Simple (laughs) as that. And the thing that always got me about that with LeBron, with that, with him choosing not to do the dunk contest is, you know, like this past weekend, right? You know, after the All-Star game and LeBron was talking about how much of an honor it was to be part of NBA 75, you know, and, and, and seeing all the legends and especially Jordan, you know, and my thing is that, you know, so many people, you know, they talk about, oh, man, you know, I, you know, I idolize this guy and, and I was such a fan and all that stuff. And, you know, LeBron, I'm like, LeBron, and I don't know if LeBron didn't do it because he didn't want to subject himself to the whole, that whole dumbass him and versus Jordan debate. Because, you know, like, because a dunk contest, when you think of the dunk contest, like that's, you know, there are certain players that's in there that, automatically will always come to your mind. Jordan, Dominique, uh, Dr. J, uh, uh, you know, Vince Carter, Zach Levine, you know, uh, Kobe, even, you know, the one time, even Kobe did it one time, mm-hmm. you know, you know yes, on his rookie did. season. So, Dwight. Yeah, Dwight Howard. I mean, there are guys that have done it. Um, fucking Ray Allen has done a damn dunk contest one time. Ray fucking Allen. Yeah, man. You know, so it's like. He's a legend. Right, right, but but the point is that like you think of you think of the dunk dunk contest and you think of these names and these are high profile players. These are legends. These are Hall of Fame guys that that were part of this that did this. And for a person, you know, LeBron's statue and like it just it comes off looking funny in the light. Now, obviously, now you know I don't give a fuck. None of us care now. You know what? What's it's too late in his career. Nobody's like it's whatever is done is done. But you know, I just always found it funny. You know, in certain situ in that situations where you have these players, um, I guess specifically from, you know, that are LeBron's, you know, the, the class that he came in. Like Dwayne Wade never did it. You know, that would have been nice to see. I mean, granted, I mean Dwayne Wade, like he, it's not like he didn't have hops, like he couldn't dunk, but. I mean, you know, it would have been nice. Yeah. I mean, he had hops, but I really don't see him as a dunker. He was just no, I know. very fast. And well, shit, there was some guys skilled. that wasn't dunkers, and, and they were part, yeah. of the, part of dunk contest for years. So it's like, it, it, it's... Wait, Barry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm that. Like, shit, they, they could get Mac McClung out there. Like, goddamn. <laughs> like, then he got house. All right. I've been watching Mac McClung since his days in, like, fucking Virginia high school and shit. You know what I mean? And that dude can jump. I'm surprised that they didn't, like, try to throw him out there because he really would have brought something different to the table. And he probably would have won, too. Right. You know, he, he, no one would have known who the fuck he was. He'll be like, who is this Jack Harlow looking motherfucker out here? And he'd go out there and just, all he has to do is just one dunk. One good ass dunk. He would be like, oh shit. That would have been it. He would have been me right there. Um, but we won't, you know, we don't, we don't get moments like that anymore, man. It's just. Speaking, speaking of Brent Barry being a dunk contest, 1996, here were the participants in there. Daryl Armstrong from, from Orlando Magic. Um, Doug Christie, when he was on the Knicks. All right. Yeah. Michael Finley, when he was with Phoenix. Uh, so good name, so. Yeah. Greg Miner. Like, I, he was with Phoenix, too. I kind of I remember him, but not so much. And um, Stackhouse, when he was with Philadelphia. Like, good names. These are, right. Right, exactly. You know, so, you know, it, it was, it's amazing that Brent Barry won out of all those guys, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, he put the heat lineup. on, man. He had that heat, man. He put the starter jacket on, ran up to that free throw line, <laughs> and just went off. And and they were like, "Oh my god, this white boy got hops." That's how he won. Like, yeah, really, narrative yeah. helps. And uh, like throwing someone like Mac McClung out there would have been awesome. Like for real, he, he would have won that shit off the rip. <laughs> right? Yeah. And but the thing I also realized too, um. To go backtrack to the point with the field dunks, right? Um, the the thing I, I realized that you know, and you point out how these guys they'll do like 10, 11, 10 before trying to get the dunk. It's like, why don't you just try another dunk? And I really feel like these guys they only set themselves, they kind of set themselves up for failure where they only know they have like a almost like a, a, a an itinerary, right? Like, you no, know, I have to do this dunk first. Like, no matter how many attempts I gotta do, because this is gonna set up for something, something, something. And if they use another dunk that they didn't that they didn't want to use quote unquote early as their first dunk, um, it kind of leaves them with a void. Like, all right, well, if I get this get to this point to like to the finals or whatever like that, uh, I'm not prepared for you know this, this whatever. It fucks up their whole you know their the itinerary how they want the order of the dunks to go. And I don't know if it's like these guys. I just I don't know how many times these guys actually practice these dunks leading up to there. Like, I know a lot of times... Yeah, you know, I don't think they did, man. From Judging from how yeah. this shit be looking, I don't think they did. Honestly, they should be practicing these damn jumps, dunks. I don't even care if they just show that shit on TikTok or IG. Just show that she out there in the lab grinding. That I know that she's going to try to pull some shit off. You know, other than just see you try something for the first time, knowing damn well it probably won't work out. Like Cole Anthony, man, did you try to even... Try one dunk with Tim's on. Hey, wait, about. wait, 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 wait. Before you go even further, I'm just gonna let you know right now. Mm-hmm. T- Duncan and Tim's. If you're from New York, Duncan and Duncan and Tim's is not foreign. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, it is not foreign. It happens it's not more foreign than you, for sure. Is it happens I, more than you think? More than people think. I know everybody like to crack their jokes. I, but, I believe it. Hey, nigga, I believe it. But for bro, him. Yeah, I know. For him, it's he should have yeah. put that shit on, especially knowing that how heavy they are and how yeah. much he can 
fuck his ankles up doing that. Orlando Magic hey. don't care. We know they don't. As an organization, we know the Orlando Magic do not give a shit about their players. They just don't. They that that's just historically they just they they're just they just yeah. fuck it up. They're not Sacramento Kings terrible, but they they are kind of orbiting around uh, that, that that type of universe there. But um, but yeah. I don't want to. But we we gave, we gave the fucking dunk contest too much attention, man. Yeah, we this did. Is we did. We did. We did. We did. For the did. rest of the weekend, we, we congratulations did. to Carl Anthony Towns yes. for yes. winning the three point shootout contest. Yes. Uh, congratulations to Team Cavs. They won. They won yeah. the skills challenge, yep. right? They did. Hey, Cleveland had a good ass time, man. They sure um, did this weekend. Uh, they sure you know, did. The, the, uh, the Rise of Stars <laughs> challenge was fun too. I like that format. It should stick to it for a little yeah. bit. I, I, they should include more G leaguers. Uh, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I, I like when bring. I, I would like a part of me would like to see <laughs> that the next Rising Stars Challenge also double as a G League All Star game. It, it might like you know just the Rising Stars versus the G League team or the G League Night team or something of that nature. Like I feel like that's coming close. It's gonna it's gonna come to yeah, a head. Yeah, you know? I like to see it. I don't mind it. I don't even if they just do it for one year. I don't mind it. You know, yeah, just, yeah, just out just, of curiosity, just RG League at night versus you know the Rising Stars. You know, just just to see, just to see how it is. You know, what I mean, see, see see what the, what the ta- what we can expect from the future. Yeah, it's the future against the future. It truly is a Rising Stars challenge. Yeah, um, yeah. Have two, but, uh, two if they want to continue the format. Have two teams consist of G League players. Had two, the other two teams consist of yeah. you know the rookies and sophomores or whatever, and, and, and that's it. So at least you're guaranteed. In the oh, final, yeah. it's still going to be an NBA team be squad NBA versus team G League. I guess G that, that would be nice. Like I like plus really, I really like. I enjoyed this format here, so I hope yeah, I, um they can continue okay. on with it. Yeah, and um and and also of course the All Star Game itself. I'm always going to like the Elam ending. It was it, uh, that that it makes for really. It sucks that it really only makes for like a game of 24. Yeah, They're like really great basketball, but it's still very fun basketball. Like the game itself is fun. I, I'm I'm glad they include the ending because you get you at least get a serious a seriousness of it for at least those ten ten minutes. Yeah, you know, and, and I enjoyed it. Steph Curry was fantastic, ridiculous. I wish she would have shot. I wish she would have shot twenty threes. I wish she would have <laughs> broke that record. But as soon as as soon as they put that real defense on, <laughs> it was over for my man. It's, yeah, it yeah. was over. <laughs> I was he, like, he oh had, no! Curry had a very interesting Sunday night for sure. Yeah, or, or weekend, the weekend in general. Like, yeah, that that whole segment with him and Aisha on on Saturday. Man, I don't, I don't want to talk. That about was it. Like, that was cringeworthy. That, that it was, was like, so cringe. The whole yeah. like Stephanie. God bless her. God bless her. I, I love Stephanie Reddy, man. But I know she was just going through it during that segment. She was just struggling to make it work. Yeah. She was just trying to push through it. And then just looking at the body language between the Currys and uh, it was weird. Two Chains and his wife. It was just very, very weird. different, man. Very weird. Very different because yeah. I'm seeing Chains and his his lady, they all own each other, lovey-dovey. And now they're just like, now now they're just just like, all right, you know, let's just do this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And I, I I don't know how much you go into the rumor mill or not with that, but uh, nah, yeah, I mean, who knows? Shit, that's their shit. Shit tracks. I mean, we see what happened with Will and Jada. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> um, but no, not yet. And then, of course, him being in Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland fans will never forgive. Oh, uh, he was him, him and Draymond. They were excellent. Like he was a great heel. I will tell yeah. you what. I'm like, as soon as their names get called, they were getting booed out the building, and they soaked it all in. No, they that they was loved that it. was wonderful. Like they that actually it. made for some good. That makes for some good TV. You you uh, can't and, you can't help but to respect them for for that. Like they they really, you know they they knew what they knew uh-huh. what the you know what the assignment was and you know being where they was yeah. going to be at and they took it in stride. They didn't you know they, yeah that they they were good sports about it for sure. And, and Braun playing with the baby calves too. Man, I know that. Uh, I know that Cleveland felt great. Uh, seeing that. <laughs> oh boy. I, and I'm gonna touch on something regarding are, that later on. Yeah, but, I was, oh, yeah man. Because yeah, um, yeah. I know you saw the interviews. I know you. I know you read them too. I know. I know. And, I've um, seen them. I know. Mm. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I will be talking about something regarding that in, in a few minutes, but. Uh, but yes, it was you know great all and it was like a good all game and, and a great ending too and of course fitting LeBron makes the fadeaway jumper to, to for his team to win. Oh Cleveland, yeah, you know it all makes sense. Like it was good. It was w- good. Watching w- watching him and DeMar DeRozan embrace after that was that was pretty cool. That was yes. really touching, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Because you know so, we- that's those 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 type of shots that destroyed his Raptors team. So yeah. <laughs> and now he gets to celebrate. With him after doing that shot, so yeah, 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 no man, yeah, that the, the Rosen man, like we we we're in good shape, the Bulls anyway. Um, but in one last TT TT in the building, yeah, that's it, that's it. And one last thing about the All Star weekend, um, then obviously <laughs> during the halftime of the All Star game, the you know they introduced the NBA seventy five um, players, and um, you know it's uh, it's interesting. I was um. I was speaking to my father about that. And, um, you know, I, I remember vividly watching, um, you know, 25 years ago, you know, the All-Star game, which ironically was in Cleveland also when they introduced the NBA 50. Um, as much as it's great to see, you know, these 75, you know, them, you know, getting the acknowledgement and all that stuff uh, this year, I really still feel like the NBA 50 ceremony was, m- was so much better. And I feel like it was more it, it because it was the first time that they did something like that, you know, number one, that kind of made it more special. And the players that were there, you know, it was like and I think what made it even more special is that everybody that was on that 50 team, with the exception, I think, no, two people. I mean, unfortunately, Pistol Pete, you know, um, him passing away way before um, that. And then ironically uh, and, and inconspicuously, should I say Shaq? Shaq was on the NBA top on the 50 greatest players, um, but he, and he wasn't there. I think it was because of an injury, but everybody else was there. Yeah. And I realized, you know, and I know now, you know, there was a lot of people, especially a lot of old timers that, um, you know, wasn't there probably because of COVID fears and stuff like that, which, you know, like it, it makes complete sense. Um, now, unless your name is Carl Malone. Oh, yeah. Or, or you were just banned like Carl. That was yeah. about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and but the one thing that I also realized that I had pointed out to my father is that um so many players from that uh NBA 50 uh team 25 years ago, um a ha- good handful of those guys are no longer here. Um you know, I think I I had counted um 13 players from that original 50 team that were still on the 75 team. Um 
the had passed away. Um, fourteen guys in general that you know in the past one that you know we know we know Kobe. You know, obviously him, him you know, a couple of years ago his unfortunate passing. Um, but I I feel like it took a lot of the, this just the, the special feeling. I guess it was special enough. I know for the players, um, but but from a fan standpoint on my end. And as much as a, a NBA like historian, kind of like I am, um, it, it's just uh, not everybody being there. Um, kind of like it was weird. It was kind of weird. Um, them showing people, I guess, at home or whatever, looking around, like waving, like they're actually at the arena. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, 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 Tim, Tim, way Tim Duncan did that, man. Oh, that, man. Was, that was hilarious. I wish he was in the building, though, for real. Yeah, yeah. I wish, you know. I, I wish Pitt was there too. Because oh, I was, I was wondering. I was, wondering, I was like, wait a minute. Why, why was your the Bulls photo up? Because I saw, I saw Worm. Of course, you know MJ showed up, but I noticed that you know that there wasn't any Pippen there. I, did I rewatch it? And I, I saw that he wasn't there. So I, was, I mean, I was quite upset with that. I mean, I kind of expect Pippen ain't going to be anywhere near where Jordan is at anyway. So, um, but, but, but Jordan, but for that photo shoot early in the day, Jordan wasn't there and everybody was wondering like, where's Jordan at? But people tend to forget he owns an NASCAR team now and and it was the Daytona 500 on Sunday. And it's like, it's in Florida. You think Michael Jordan is going to choose to be in cold, snowy Cleveland over being down in warm, sunny Florida? Come on, man. Like that's an easy. Even I would choose to be in Florida over that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like if I'm Michael Jordan, no hell no, man. I want to be there for my team down in Daytona. You know, instead of being up for a photo shoot up in Cleveland, man, in all the snow. Like nah, you know, Jordan. And I, and I was, and I had a feeling he was going to show up anyway because it's like it's nothing to get on the private jet to fly from Florida all the way to Cleveland. That's nothing, Jordan. Jordan probably was, and he he was very playful with 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 a lot of guys there, especially the young players. Very playful with them. Um, I still say he he probably was very uh, inebriated, to say the least, because uh, it's Michael Jordan. You know, I know there was also a little joke that was going on when they showed uh, players, I guess, gambling in the locker room. Somebody once joked like, "Yeah, once Jordan saw that, he's like, I got to get my ass up there and show these youngins how how it really is." Uh, but it, it but it was nice. The ceremony as a whole was a nice. Uh, it, it was beautiful. Um, it was very cool. It was it, it was definitely good to see. Um, is it just me or has Iverson man like he's like he he lo- Iverson looks good man. Iverson looks yeah good. man. He looks good. great man. I I really want to attend one of his um dinners whenever they have he has that going on again. You have uh it's uh it's uh so like it's like a week of swing swing dinner. Oh, okay. You smoke and then you uh do you eat? Do you smoke again and then you eat? <laughs> and I I want to try that out. Sounds good to me. That sounds excellent. So you know, he apparently he doesn't. I, I allegedly he doesn't smoke anymore. But whenever I see him, he looks like he does. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, bro. I don't know, man. But um, but yeah, but. Uh, but the big thing also in the NBA before the All-Star weekend was NBA trade de- trade deadline, uh, which, um, you know, we, oh, we, man. we recorded one night too early. Yeah, we did. <laughs> the last episode. But, uh, I, I, 
Oh man, interesting. We, we definitely did, but hey, I, I got I, I got what I wanted. So I, I know you did. I know you did. I know you was happy as hell. <laughs> yeah, man. I know you could too. You didn't have to give up anyone. So nah, y'all and yeah. y'all got Tristan Thompson. So that's do. a plus. We do, you man. Know, um, that's a plus, man. And, Lon- and Crusoe's coming back soon. Yeah, that'll be all right. Yeah, Alonzo won't be too far behind after Caruso, and then we're getting Patrick Williams back too. So, you know, we, we're gonna be we're gonna be fine. Um, we just gotta stay healthy. That's all we gotta do. Just stay healthy. Um, but I know it's that and that's could be asked that's asking for a lot, depend you know, how our season has gone this year. Just people stay healthy, no injuries, no COVID, no more COVID stuff. Um, crossing my fingers on that stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, we didn't do anything. We were fine. Um, that's good. The the main winners that came out from the uh, trade deadline, the Pacers, because um, the Sacramento Kings are just complete jackasses and they're idiots. Um, like that was man, like Ty- that, was, that, was looking amazing already, that was a heist. That was a heist. Ty Halliburton's looking like a, a gem there yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that definitely was an eye opener, and a lot of people in the league. Uh, it was an eye opener for them because they did not really think like I really think like a lot of GMs were like they were pissed off. Oh, they were so pissed off because they had no idea that 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 Halliburton was even available. Even the Sacramento Kings, like people inside the organization, and they 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 didn't think that he was available. That they thought he was an untouchable. And so for some uh, for some odd reason, for them to just all of a sudden just you know say yeah we're just gonna get we're just gonna give him away and Buddy Hill too, you like. Having those guys on the Pacers team, especially how they're currently constructed, uh, they're going to do fine. They're going to do fine. Like the, the, that that division, man, is stacked right now. It is is going to be good. Um, it's going to be interesting for the rest of the the season for the second half, um, and even into next season. It's going to be interesting that division, man. Cleveland is they they they're playing great. You know they're on a high. They're top five team in the East. Uh, obviously, my Bulls. Top five team in the East. We're playing great. Uh, Milwaukee, they're the defending champions. You know, like, <laughs> like you know, Milwaukee's Milwaukee. The Pacers, they look like they 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 about to be scary, and they're gonna piss some teams off going into the play uh, the, the end of the season where teams are trying to gear up for playoff stuff, and then you know playing games playing and all that as well. and stuff. You know, yeah, but they're gonna be they they gonna be a, a scary to face. But then you got the D- Detroit Pistons. <laughs> that's all i can say hey man then you got the detroit pistons i like they're they're, they're the true losers out of all this like by just by default because like everybody else in the team i mean in the division has like they've gone better they've gone better or they're they're doing great right now and the pistons are just there you know they're but, just there man but hey hey i mean shout out to k cunningham and sadiq bay and yeah. um spick stew beef stew man you know Holding it down, you know they 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 be they be they be competing though. They just be getting their ass kicked a lot, you know. <laughs> right. It's just nothing to it. I mean, they they're gonna be all right. I really feel like Detroit. They're going they're going to take a leap in like the next two years, uh, hopefully, uh, because I mean they got some talent around them. You know, they do. It's, it's just just gotta make sure the culture's right. Yeah, you know, and it, all it takes is one of their players to just have a superhuman leap like what Atlanta did with Trey Young and everything yeah. else to follow through. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's possible, man. And, and they got it. Obviously they got a J that K 
Cade, they got a gem in that, you know, and, and, and as people saw in the rising, you know, stars, um, you know, tournament, you know, him being, I think he got the MVP for that. Um, so, so yeah, so Pistons, I mean, the future is fine. It's just a matter of they'll, the management actually will stay on board and with a direction that, that is going to benefit them in the long run. Um, but, uh, I will say this, uh, since we're on the, the, the subject of the NBA trade deadline, I do have a little thing that I do want to say, I want to talk about, and I'm going to dedicate this to somebody, a friend of mine. I'm not going to name any names. And this guy, he swears he knows basketball. He claimed he, he, he's one of those guys that, that was a Kobe fan. He claimed he, he's a, he's a Laker fan. He, but then when Kobe left or retired, mm-hmm. say, then he was like, oh, well, I'm not a Lakers fan. Then he goes, then he moves to Brooklyn and becomes a Brooklyn Nets fan. And like, then latches onto them. Then he claims he's a Nets fan now. It's, just, it's, 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 it's a mess. But anyway, this dude swore so much about he Like he knew what the fuck was going on with this Westbrook situation with the Lakers. He swore up and down that, that Westbrook was going to get traded. Um, he told me. Uh, and a couple of people uh, uh, about a month or so ago that he swore that like Westbrook getting traded, and his his argument was based off of some you know clips that you know where Westbrook was having some really bad shooting games and was literally shooting everywhere off the the, the basketball hoop um, outside of the, the the actual net itself the rim. Um, but anyway, like I said, he swore that they was going to trade. He's trash, whatever. Um, and, and I, I constantly told this guy, I'm like, listen, man, he's not being traded. Number one, like he, he's not, he, he, nobody wants to tackle on that contract. Like that's number one. And what team is really going to want to, to, to tack, to tack that onto their salary? You know, like that's, that's just not going to work. And really at this point, Russell Westbrook is, it is what it, he is what he is right now at this point in the career. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, especially Laker fans, they're so they're so fucking insufferable. Like y'all are spoiled asses. Um, like they, they the Laker fans, they're 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 a trip. And if it's not complaining about LeBron, then it's complaining about Westbrook. But you know, Westbrook is Westbrook was brought in to be a third option on that team. He wasn't brought in to be a first or second option. Now I know the Lakers have had uh-huh. injuries, you know, you know, with LeBron, and we know AD is made out of Lily. He is made out of glass. Um, it's a shame, but he's, he really is made out of just fucking sandstone. Um, and it, it, he is like, so a lot of times, a lot of games forced to be the main option. And, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, he gets the brunt of a lot of the criticisms. Um, like the Lakers team, as it was constructed was, was going to be a doom for fi- failure. Um, unfortunately from the start, but, but the thing with the Westbrook yeah. thing, like, he is the numbers that he's putting up. Like he, he's still averaging close to a triple double. It's just that the numbers are not gaudy, and this has been consistent with how he has been, you know, especially since his last season with OKC, and even with that, you know, his one lonely season with um, Houston, right? Like his numbers has been dipping down, and and, and you know, it, it's it's to the point, you know, the type of player that he is, like he's. He's had many great seasons and he had his MVPs and stuff like that and average triple double, but he's, he's on the downside of his career right now. And, and that's not saying anything bad about him. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, 
for for people like my friend, they go talk about, oh, well, he he's oh he's trash now. He's not trash. It's like he's put in a predicament where he, this is not what he's supposed to do on a team. Like this is not benefiting him. You know, the, the way that team is constructed and then the injuries and all that stuff, like he is not in the first option anymore. So if you're going to think around thinking I'll, that he's the first option now, that's just not. No. No. Even, even did uh, uh, no longer as the first option. Um, he's already played 57 games with the Lakers. And it it is about the same amount comparing this to his Houston season. He is with less numbers, less shooting numbers, but his uh, rebounds and assists are about the same. It's yeah. like his points per game numbers are drastically down. Right. But compared to um, last season with the Wizards, his one only season, and then the Wizards he averaged a triple double. Yeah. But with the same shooting splits. Yeah. Uh, he was around forty three percent there, and he's forty three percent now. Right. Off of seven less games. Right. I'm like he's still about the same, but he is just yeah declining rapidly. Right. Right, it, and it, we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing that he's not. He did not have. It is. I, I'm. I don't want to say I'm still holding out hope. Now this is. This is who he is now. It is. It is, and it's perfectly fine that this is what he is now these days. Like it is perfectly fine, but man, and so here's and here's the, the even funnier thing. So my friend, he like I said, he swore so much about Westbrook being traded, right? So he's like, listen, man, if Westbrook getting traded, I'm jumping on your podcast and I'm going to talk the most shit. And I told his ass specifically, I'm like, all right, if he's not traded by the trade deadline, I'm going to talk the most shit about your fucked up theory and how you had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. Especially when I provided so much evidence and articles of people, executives around the league saying like, no, we are not touching his contract. He is not a valuable asset. He is not a valuable asset to any team money-wise. And I said this constantly, constantly to this dude. He ain't want to listen. He ain't want to listen. Well, now you got your five minutes of fame, sir. Now you got your five minutes. When you hear this podcast, and you know who the hell you are, when you, get, when you hear this podcast, I hope you're happy now. Because now you're the star of the show. You are the star of my little soliloquy right now, as you like to call it, and talking about a little soliloquy ain't going to save me. Well, now I ain't going to save your ass. So there you go. Now that... Enjoy. Thank you. All right, sir. So you know who you are. So now, 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 now you got your, uh, you got your fame. Got that out the way, and and now we can continue the rest of the show now. So, so yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah. Feel but, for that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> and also, the big trade was uh, Harden. I mean, yeah. Speaking man, of Brooklyn Nets, Harden man's going to Philly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that we pretty much buried the lead there. I'm like, yeah, it's the biggest trade. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he um, finally is done. He, he's reunited with Daryl Morey. And him and Paul Millsap are um, headed to the Sixers. I think, I don't know if Millsap made, but I believe both players are going to be making their debut on Friday against mm. the Timberwolves. Okay. Um, and, but, uh, but yeah, Ben Simmons going to Brooklyn. Don't know when he's going to make his debut, but it should be soon because there's not that many games left in the regular season now. No. no. Uh, Seth Curry is already – doing pretty well there and Andre Drummond they're all now with the Nets and um and KD should be making his return this weekend too for um the game against Milwaukee so um um, yeah yeah things are starting to kick into gear now you know heading to this final stretch of the season as it should getting teams ready for the playoffs uh 
And for Brooklyn's sake, they, they really got to get like they really have to like try to get their chemistry together now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have, they you know, the, so, the, the sooner both um, Durant and Simmons are on the court, uh, the better their chances could be heading into the playoffs. And not just heading to the playoffs, but at least trying to secure um, a non-playing seed because That's they it. have been fucking sliding. Yeah, since Durant was spin out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. New York City basketball now these days is <laughs> especially garbage. this season is 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 garbage. It's been shitty. But speaking of the New York City basketball teams, though, I, 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 there's another thing I want to. There's a thing, and this is listen, and this is, goes to all the Knicks fans. This is not a this is not a hate thing. This is not a roast. But this is a legit, genuine question. And and, and at some point, Chris, I, and I want, I, and I'm curious about your opinion on it. Your your you're looking at it from the outside, looking in. But here's how it goes, and it's kind of like a reality check for Knicks fans, all right. And I and I and I and I really want to find out from and ask you guys, what is the excuse now, Knicks fans? Seriously, what is the excuse? Because that loss to first of all, how Knicks has been losing lately has been <laughs> it's hilarious. I find it funny and amusing, but at the same time, it's like wow, that's like something is fucking wrong. But so I have to ask Knicks fans now, what's the excuse? Why is it that the Knicks cannot put together a team, consistently winning team, or building a contender now? Like what is the what is the excuse now? For so many years, you know, you could have made the argument riding on blaming on James Dolan and the reputation he has and all this other shit, you know. You could have had you had at least a little bit of a benefit of doubt, I guess, if there ever was one. And you could blame it on that. That is detrimental why players don't want to go there and stuff. But now, especially Dolan, he is not hands-on like he used to be uh, with the Knicks. What is the excuse now? I, I really, seriously, when what are, any Knicks fans that listen to this podcast, you know, and reply back, Twitter, you know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever the case may be. I'm really curious about the answers that uh, about this question because it's just fucking garbage. It is garbage. But what I also realize is that it is going to – it is – I don't know what Knicks fans expect to happen when your best player – and I love this man for, you know, bottom of my heart, you know, because he did so many great things with us. You know, Derrick Rose. When Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose is your best player on your team, and I know everybody, people. What about Randall? Randall is not the best team. I mean, best guy on the team. We've seen that he is. Not. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Is he is not a bad player, but he is nowhere near should be the number one option, like the star guy on your team. He I, is I, not. At, that. at this point, it's it's, it's Barrett's team now. No, well, I mean, well, at the this reason point, why you know, I say because. Uh, he he's he's starting to fulfill, you know, his potential in a way, you know, with this squad. But nah, yeah, man, I mean, they, be, gave, yeah. they gave Randall this damn contract, and he's been the drizzling shit. So he's looked complete ass, and he's been acting like an ass. And but but back to the Derrick Rose thing. The only reason why I say it is like if you think about it, the main big difference, if you know, and I gotta look at the exact records, but um. From the last time I I checked, um, a while back ago, the Knicks have a better record. They overall play better when Derrick Rose is healthy. 
Um, yeah. And this, and it kind of leads into also a thing with the Knicks where something that I never realized until um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, the Knicks have been terrible and absolutely terrible with having pure point guards on their team. Like, seriously, they they historically, it's been, if you look in the past 25, 30 years for the Knicks, you know, it, it, it's outside of those years, you know, Ewing was there, you know, you had Chris Childs and, and um, you know, <laughs> you had Chris Childs there. I mean, and you go all the way to even, um, you know, the last time that they were good, like I think it was the 2012, 2013 season when you had Melo. Um, when you had Raymond Felton, Felton was their point guard. Yeah, Raymond Felton was and, point guard. You know, Felton was on it. And that was when Amari was there. That's when Shumpert Jr. was there. Rasheed Wallace was it. Like that team was fucking stacked then. And, but then again, they finished first in the division, and I think they got to the second round. But the point being is that um, I forgot Charlie Ward too. Um, back in the late nineties. Um, but you know it, it's. They never they they really have sucked at getting point guards, whether it's drafting point guards or even obtaining them through trades and free agency. You know, people like to talk about when when Stephon Marbury was with the Knicks, you know, and they talk and, and a lot of people in New York speak so great about it. And I know it is a little bit of a New York bias because it's Marbury, it's New York, you know, like it I get it, but um like people tend to forget when Marbury was with the Knicks, the Knicks was they were ass. They were last in the division. Absolute you know, garbage. The whole time that Marbury was there. And it's just like it, like people remember him being on the team, but do you remember thing do you remember him doing anything memorable? No, because they sucked. You know, it's just unfortunate that he was and then I think at that time he was kind of like uh you know, he was Marbury wasn't like prime Marbury, but he was he was there. he wasn't bad. He was good, but he wasn't bad. And it's just they just always had an issue to Knicks. But but now it's to the point where after, you know, they had one season last year, they overachieved last year. Simple as that. They overachieved. It, like it was just a blip. Cause before then they were ass. And now they're back to being ass. But but um I want to I want to present a, a a a scenario to Knicks fans. And I even hate saying this. I even like I really do dread saying this because it is like a personal nightmare to me just at the thought of it. And I and I even presented this to you yesterday. I had texted you this. Uh, but it disgusts me to even say this. But if I'm the New York Knicks organization, um, let's say hypothetically they are going to be the drizzling shits for, you know, next season, too. Mm hmm. It was back to you alluded to earlier. In case anybody's been living under the rock, LeBron James has said in his final season, um, he wants to play with his son on the same team. That's what he wants to do. And it's not a shocker. Um, I, I know I've been personally been saying that was going to wind up happening. Um, that's what he's been, you know, kind of, you know, kind of waiting time until Bronny got in the league. Uh, to, like I said, to either play against him or play with him. But as we now know, is he wants to play with his son. Great. And this is where it leads to Knicks fans. Let's just say hypothetically, right? Knicks are the drizzling shits. Um, and they happen to be in prime position, prime spot to draft number one. Now, 
is LeBron is Bron is Bronny going to be a number one draft pick whenever he is draft eligible? Uh, about that, but then again, it's we know whose father is, so we know how that type of shit goes. NBA is going to be they're going to be frothing from the mouth, like at the thought of of Bronny being in the league and with his father. Like it is the it's, it's, it's like a, a monster ass gamble. You know, it, it, it is. It is a monster gamble. However, New York Knicks fans, how about what if happens, right? What happens if y'all do draft Bronny Jr., right? And obviously it comes with the package of having LeBron. Now, granted, we know LeBron James is not his skills is not really going to diminish any any much from what he's doing now um, to the time his son comes in the league. Because I think his son is like a sophomore now, right? Oh, he's a junior now, right? I think he's a junior, his son. Uh, yeah, I believe he's a junior. At this he's point. a junior now. So you think, you're looking at uh, like maybe 2024. He'll probably be, you know, um, drafted into the league. And let's say the Knicks actually get him. In. And it's kind of funny because the Knicks, if you remember, you know, forever years ago, um, uh, you know, twice he has LeBron said no to the Knicks. Um, that was, you know, one time before his, you know, taking his talents to Miami. And even after, um, you know, before he went back to Cleveland, you know, and, and, you know, Knicks fans always had those dreams. I remember those those pictures of those fake lineups. Lakers fans do that, too. Um, you know, having like all these high, the top free agents all being playing on the same team, um, which if I recall, Knicks fans have also been thinking about wanting to get Zion on there, uh, which has been an interesting theory I've been seeing a lot. I don't know about that. That's also a risky play too, um, with Zion because we don't really know where the fuck his mind is at. We kind of know he wants to get out of New Orleans, but I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen if the Knicks do something. Now, if the Knicks do get Zion, right? You know, you, they have him with RJ Barrett. Do you have a scenario where it is kind of it is lucrative, where you know, you know, Bronny and his father being on the team on the Knicks? I'll tell you what, the league, uh, the league would fucking love it. That it that is that is like a dream scenario for them because it's New York. That's NBA headquarters right there, biggest market for them. And then you have the biggest, you know, depending on if you want to categorize him as the goat, the goat and his son, the heir apparent to the throne. I guess people would say like the, everything speaks for itself. And given all the shit that Knicks organization have gotten in the past few years, reputation, whether it's right or wrong. You mean it's like players are going to go there. You LeBron, wherever Bron and, and and his son goes, you could guarantee that there are going to be people that's going to players that's going to want to play on that team. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. Like players are going to want to play on that team. But like I said, man, that's Knicks. I don't I don't mean to, and I'm not trying to bait you into something, Knicks fans. I really am not. Because listen, I don't want. Do I want LeBron? To be on y'all team? No. Do I really want to see y'all winning anytime again? No. I enjoy the suffering Knicks fans go through. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. Like I love it. But oh, man. I will say this. Like I said, I'm I as disgusted as it comes as it may sound coming out my mouth. And I know there are people me hearing it like, man, that sounds fucking stupid. Why the hell we want to go there? Why are you even talking about it? This is the NBA, and I don't want to be conspiracy theorists, but they had the power. They 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 could they could do something to tamper 
should I say, with with the draft lottery and stuff like that. Like I, I don't know. I always feel like they could, because like, well, like what what Cleveland all those years that they got the first round pick, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like that that makes no fucking sense. This that should not be happening. So, so that's what I was saying. Like yesterday, last night, you like, oh no, the league, like it, it, it'd be tampering, whatever. Like, listen, the league is not above it. If it is going to benefit them, they, they're not above it at all. They're, 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 they're Adam Silver, he he's going to want that to happen. So, there he goes, Knicks fans. Uh, I, I, I presented also- a scenario to y'all. Don't know if it's going to be realistic if it actually happens. Deep down inside, I really don't want it to happen. But just know that if it does happen. Remember who you heard it first from. That's all I'm saying. But now you, you can say whatever. Not, you not, say, not whatever. Not with saying with the Knicks, but for any smaller market out there, like even with yeah. like a Sacramento or, or or Oklahoma City or San Antonio, oh. um, you know any of the markets that like this is their one opp- one and only opportunity to, to get LeBron James there in their market. It is. Uh, it is. How how would this affect like? Not just because it's going to affect the lottery, even if it, like if Bronny doesn't yeah. turn out to be like you know a lottery size pick or first rounder right. caliber pick, more or less a second rounder. There's going to be teams out there that's trying to gauge the market, gauge the competition because one of them teams will be likely to sacrifice a pick just yeah. to see if they're calling LeBron James bluff. Um, bluff. Yeah. Just to see if he's really going to come in. Right. Because, you know, they will sacrifice a pick to bring in Bronny just to see if they were going to um, – that, that, um, that's just a gamble. That's why I call it a considerable gamble because is there a team willing to sacrifice a lottery pick or a first-round pick for him? Bronny, gonna, especially somebody, if he doesn't turn out to beat the player that he's capable of being. Some team is going um, to decide that it is a risk. Who knows, man? I mean, it's still too too far to tell. It is. Um, it is. You know, especially for his talent, you know, we won't know until another two to three years. No, no, no. He could possibly be or what type of caliber player he could be. But again, like, will will they will will a team, you know, from a smaller market, uh, a team that is looking to win or even like the New York Knicks? I feel like the Knicks would be they will gladly sacrifice a draft pick. I I know that's just haven't been working out for them so far. Right, right. So I can see them sacrificing the pick to bring in Bronny and just to see if they can bring in LeBron. It benefits more of the larger markets to do the smaller ones. You're right. But I'm just saying, as far as for them is concerned, like it, it, as far as they, they my, my thinking is that regardless of what year LeBron is in, in a league, like we know, and, and everybody jokes about it. Well, I can't really say joke because – it's been shown, you know, a lot of teams that he plays on. Like he's huh? not a big, he's not fond of a young team. Like he always wants guys that are, you know, several years in the league, established, you know, that type of shit. You know, he's never really been like, oh, I want to play with a young team. Even though it's kind of fucked up how that is, because I, oh, like I really feel like, like if if I'm a person with LeBron's stature, and if I have a lot of young guys. And we know, like, he is a very influential person. You know, it, it's, hey, young guys, very influential. So, you know, if, I, if I'm those guys, I'm just going to listen to LeBron, take his lead, and, um, you know, just keep it at that. Just keep on going. I mean, what else can you do? All right. 
Right. Yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, like you said, small market teams, you know, typically, I mean, you saw what, you know, you saw what happened to Cleveland for them to get LeBron. And yeah, man. You, see, you know, and Cleveland has got their share of, in the past, in the draft of, of getting, you know, the number one pick. So it's not like, you know, the league ain't trying to throw them a bone, you know? So, but no, please don't Sacramento Kings. They don't deserve shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. The Kings don't deserve shit. Uh, it would be cool. Uh, if, if the Wizards were able to get a pick that was just good enough for them to select Bronny. But imagine that. I feel like, yeah, man, that, that would be dope. Yeah, uh, man. That's why I said it's, it's, it's a gamble because you don't know who's really serious and wanting to win or who's ready to just, just make some dollars because, right. you know, and I know like the legitimate title contenders, they're, they're not going to fall for this shit. So. No, it's just mainly going to be a team that's like, God, we just need him here at this point in his career, in his career, in his final year, winning a title will be the last thing that's on his mind. So, yeah. Uh, be, um, yeah, that's why I was like the Knicks. The Knicks really can't have a big chance of doing this. <laughs> that would be something, man. Nightmare. But again, Knicks fans don't, you know, don't think that it can't happen because it could happen. You never know. Uh, but yeah, but uh, but but as far as NBA, I think we covered all everything with NBA. Um, let's um, you know, before we shift into all things happening in 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 the wrestling world, um, man, that Kanye documentary, bro. That Kanye documentary has been. Oh man, great. I was going to ask if you watched it. I have watched the first. I've I watched the new one that came out today. Um, man. Man, it's it's good, man. It's good. I mean, to the point where, man, you just. I think the beauty the beauty of this documentary is that not only does it also give like more backstory to all the shit that Kanye has talked about, especially like you know last call, you know on on college dropout. You know now we have a a visual and like we yeah man. like everything is just. You listen to that song and now you watch this and you're like, okay. You see this like, oh. Everything adds up like, oh, this is how. So, okay, cool. Um, you know, but but um, that first episode, um, I will say the MVP of that ep- first episode was, was Donda. Um, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was Same. there because, I mean, you you see, it's like that was that, 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 that side of Kanye, the calm side. The very calm side, um, and he, I don't know. It's like humane, you know. It, it just was like he was a kid. It, it's, it's like it's like he was a kid. That's how it looked like. It's like it's just nothing more, but then just a big kid that you know when yeah. he came to his mother, and you know, it, it, like Cause, that cause, was his that 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 was his backbone, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever he was around her um, during those during the, during through that footage. When she just starts talking about him and talking about, you know, a lot of the, uh, I would say, like, the more egotistical things or selfish things that he did, he have his head down. Yeah. Like, like it is a way that he did want to hear it, but he had to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it that was, like, she obviously was, like, the one grounding presence um, in his life that, that really kept him in check. And, um, really? Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, like we, we really can't use 
her passing as like the one flaw to why Kanye is the way no. he is today. No. But it definitely had a major effect on him um, going forward in his life because there were, there was no one to tell him no. There was no one to, you know, tell him to calm down or keep his head, you know, down or to check his giant in the mirror anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he had way too many enablers and, you know, and, and who, who, and, you know, it's just, it, it, it's crazy how, you know, how certain things were foreshadowed and, you know, through that documentary and so far and what, what would we see of him today? Definitely, you know, man. Definitely. But it, it, it's but it, just, it's, all, it's also at the same time, it's really fucking awesome seeing someone have enough ambition and drive and hunger to see through his goals and, yeah. and really, really make it out the way he prophesized everything from his childhood till now. He did, which that's, which is really, that, that is awesome to see. You know, that, that, you know, that's something that you really can't take away from him. It is something, it, it just having that ambition, that drive that, that really gravitated a lot of people towards him. It made him the pseudo, you know, demi deity that he is today. Definitely, you know, man. In music, you know, it is just, and, it is just the wherewithal too, man. Like for him to even have the idea of wanting to document all this, you know, on video, like all this stuff, like that's that's some great foresight for him it, and Cootie. Yeah, man. Like that is a. I think that's that that aspect of. I don't think people really truly understand like how amazing that it. Like how, you know, it makes you think like, you know, how many times do you think that, you know, like, man, you know, you know, it, was, it reminds me of that question, right? You know, what things like, oh, you know, when, when you're no longer on earth, you know, how you want people to remember you and, you know, and all this other stuff. And, you know, and it's like, sometimes you want to, you wish you was able to document stuff that certain experiences, you know, you know, in your, whether it was in childhood or you know, in your adult life and you want that, you want something to see to remind you of like, man, I remember when, when that happened and what I was feeling and all the other stuff. I mean, we have those things that we play in our minds, but for us to, ha- but, but to have us have that on film, you know, like that's, that's crazy. And, and that's, that's the, that's amazing. And what we have here with this is, we are literally just, we, we are granted access to a person that now, I mean, yeah, we have our opinions about him now, but back then, like, dog, like, that wasn't, like, at that time, you didn't see stuff like that. Not unless, it, you know, it was put on like a, like, like a movie, you know, like, uh, you know, the, there was a tour, you know, it was like VHS yeah. or whatever, DVDs, you know, man, like, it, it, it's, Unless you saw stuff like that, that was the only way he was able to see back, you know, backstage or behind the scenes stuff. But then, you know, not only do we give this, given the story, the genesis, should I say, of Kanye, the the, the first producer or the artist, and then turned into rapper, and how he was so much of a visionary, how he w- predicted stuff to happen, and then was as it was unfolding in front of his face. Um, it's like for the viewer, depending on who you are, your mileage and all this, like it really does bring you back to that time. Like it's a nostalgia trip. It's 
it's a nostalgic trip. Yes, and, most definitely, man. And it, it just really, really brings you back to the that feeling when you first heard the song and all this other stuff. And then when you see the even the greater part of seeing him, like the construction of these songs, right? And even the the the, the construction of the through the wire music video. Yeah, he was working on it. I felt like he was working on the album for like two years. Yeah. But now we know where through the through the wire video, as far as all the footage that was shown in there, at least now we know <laughs> this was that was Koji <laughs> that was doing all that. And we get to see that as a whole and not just like in snippets, like we get to see everything unfold as if it was in real time. And it just it's just it's just amazing. It's beautiful. And then to see the sessions, the recording sessions and the conversations that he had with different A&Rs and all these other music people and, you know, the bullshit that he had to deal with and the conversations with individual, like, don't, I don't really care to fucking hear this shit from like Dame Dash and other Rockefeller dude, like, or like Biggs or something like that. Right. Like it's, it's, it's nothing that we don't already know, but it's like, damn, man. I wish I could have been there to see all this unfold, and now we get to see that. Um, at least so I, I, far I, in these first two episodes. I don't know if I'll be like uh, the, any of the Rockefeller workers here, and you know, they're working in marketing and shit, hearing Kanye play his album or demos every day <laughs> just right. for him to get a deal. I mean, I, I mean, we, we, in the clips that we saw, it looked like it was a one time thing. But I understand probably why they would be, you know, ignoring his shit. It's looking annoyed when he'd be playing because he was doing that shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, at that time, that's what she had to do to get on. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, was try, he was trying to show them how serious that he was as an artist, that he was not fucking around. And, you know, and, 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 and I'm not just saying there's more of a kind thing. This is just in terms of, because there was a, 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 a debate or a topic that was pulled up earlier this week about superstars in hip-hop. And, you know, it, it, how the definition of superstar has changed over time. You don't get that type of superstar here anymore. You just no. don't. You don't. You don't get that type of rap superstar of the ilk of a Kanye West or Drake. Or or Little Wayne, or 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 obviously a JC, like because those types at that time, they had the, they grinded to get to where they were. They they hustled and they pushed it, you know, to try to get their music out. And they spent hours and hours and hours and hours in the studio working on their craft. You know, in Kanye's case, making beats and shopping his shit out there to other artists and then trying to get his music out and then stealing studio time from other artists just to work on his stuff. You don't get this shit anymore. No. Like, you don't see that real ambition and drive in, you know, the artists of today. Uh, even, even like, the artists that are still, like, working, you know, the basics of, you know, music today or, like, you know, more of the underground realm. Mm-hmm. Because you don't you don't see that feel that you know they, they really were driving for this that they want to carry themselves not only as a top tier artist but as a top tier name in the industry. 
Yeah. And, you know, and no one has that aura like that anymore. I mean, there's only a few, maybe probably a Cardi B. Um, but I feel like that's more or less into aesthetic as opposed to longevity. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. it's more for like she's a star in the moment as is someone that will be, you know, mainly recognized as a timeless figure. Um, and and to certain extents, you know, you have it's really just the women that carries themselves like stars, more so than the men um, of today in rap. Uh, yeah, and, but it's still they don't. It's only so few that really give out. Holy shit, they really could be something. That they they have a magnetism about them. You don't have that anymore. No, no, not at all, not at all, man. And it's um. You know, and I, I, I've seen, I remember when the, the first episode uh, came on Netflix uh, last week. I remember uh, the next day, and I knew there was going to be people that were going to have their, you know, Kanye detractors and stuff like that. I knew there was going to be people who are going to make a shit out of, um, you know, People like, oh, man, this is great, you know, praising or giving, you know, some high marks for the documentary because it's Kanye. And, you know, it, 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 you know, yeah, like we, we know the Kanye of right now. And it's like he is he is a seeping sack of shit right now. But. um, But at the same time, is, you know, you had people that was like, oh. You know, like, here y'all go, praising this dude, and he's been like this towards women and black women and all this other stuff. I'm like, listen, nobody is forgetting about that. This isn't about trying to cleanse the image of Kanye. Nobody's trying to clean any image of the dude. What is, is what when people are praising the quote-unquote genius of Kanye West is from solely focused on the documentary, what we have seen, and the feeling that it brings us back to when he, during that time period where he was putting out those songs. Those songs meant something to people when those songs came out. Hell, it means still means something to people now. But Oh, yeah, it still does. That, you know, so it's like, it, it, it's not, it is, this is not... For for people that are as in, that like the documentary that's speaking so highly and praising, you know, especially Kanye, it's more it's not about a cleansing of his image. It is about the appreciation of all the obstacles this guy had to go through, and how he never stopped. He never stopped believing in himself from the moment that he mm-hmm. decided, like, yo, I'm serious about this. I want to do. I want to make this work. I want to do this. You have no choice but to appreciate the passion and determination out of somebody to want to do that. There's so many times, it's so fucking easy to just give up. So easy. But that's, you got but you got to frame it within a certain context with this stuff. This is not a one size fit all type of thing here. So, you know. But for, from everything that I that has been shown in the first two episodes, like it's amazing. It's amazing to see how, you know, the the local shit that he had to go through in Chicago, and and then how he gradually built up a, a a name 
you know, of people and, and climbed up the, the ranks and dealing with other labels, Raucous, you know, with, with Most Def and, and, and Talib Kweli, you know, like it, it seeing all that and then it then slowly like boiling, boiling to the point where he gets recognized by Rockefeller and gets signed yeah, by him and, and the whole chaining ceremony and then everything that happened afterwards and how yeah yeah man like the thing about the one that came out today that i loved about it and 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 i don't want to say it's a spoiler but i mean you know whatever uh for uh, and i'll just put it this way pharrell's reaction pharrell's reaction on the episode uh two that came out today um as Mm -hmm. of this recording watch that's all i have to say that 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 part and it was nice seeing a couple of songs, how they were, you know, how they started and, and, and then what they wind up becoming, the final product of it. That was awesome, too. I, yeah, I'm man. A big, I'm, that was, I'm that a was sucker very for dope. That. Like, I, I like that a lot, too. Especially, you know, um, hearing, like, uh, like uh, the skeleton versions of, like, Family Business and, yeah. and Jesus Walk. When he was, when Kanye was in the studio with Scarface and he rapped that, rapped at least the first verse to him. And and how he was impressed, like just just seeing how the how some of the songs are coming up, like slow jams, you know, yeah. Jamie Foxx is in the studio, yeah, at, at Jamie Foxx script, and they're they're trying to figure out the concept of the song, and, and Kanye had it in his mind and how how the hook he wanted to be, and he he sang the hook to Jamie, and Jamie goes into the booth and kills it, added his little touch to it, and yeah, he killed it. It was great, like just just seeing how they all come up. How that's all comprised is just how the album was made, and so it is great. It's it's awesome seeing those type of moments, and really, I would love to see those moments for a lot of acts I grew up yeah. watching, a lot of yeah. acts I grew up listening to, and not just in hip hop, but also you know in different genres as well. Because it's it's very cool just seeing how the whole process came about, but it's so, but it does really feel cool, you know, especially in hip hop. How you know y'all collect, you know. You know how in Kanye's case he's a producer and a rapper, but you know how the artists just collab and and then you get the cameos from other rappers coming through and they you know and they're listening and they they they're getting hype about it. They're the first to listen to this track and be like, oh shit, you know, and they they knocking their heads to it. You know, just getting that first feeling, that first reaction of hearing it, mm-hmm. like that shit is that that is timeless, man. It really is. Like I remember where I was when I heard Through the Wire for the first time. Yeah. You know, and, and just seeing how that came about, you know, from, you know, the aftermath of his accident and then going into the studio and recording it and then debuting that track to uh to Pharrell and how he told him that, you know, he wrapped that with his, you know, draw wire shut and you know how that blew his mind. Like that 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 shit is, that shit is amazing. It's amazing yeah. witness, and we and we need more documentaries like that for real. We do, but you know, so not everybody had the wherewithal to think about that. You know, like that's the thing about it. You know, it, it's I think what makes it even greater is that you know, Kuji was there with in every every meeting, every doctor's like he literally was there. He was there. Kuji was there everywhere, man. He was everywhere, and. I don't think artists, you know, like I don't think an artist really fuck with themselves like that. I guess to, to have that confidence within themselves to 
want to document all that stuff. You know, because not everybody, not everybody's made for that type of shit. Not everybody has that same determination to drive. And then you got the ego shit playing. Like, there's there's so many different variables as to why they probably don't want to do. Because And there's certain things that they don't want to witness again that they don't want to see. You know, because it's just for whatever circumstances that, that, that was happening at the time or the end result. You know, but it, there but there's a sheer beauty in that, though, when you do and if you're able to, you know, and, and that's just, man. It's nice. It's just real nice, man. It's just real nice. I'm kind of scared for the next episode, but I'm. um. But but this one was nice for sure. And, and um, even even Jay-Z's yeah. video, even Jay Z's reaction, even though we saw it, I think on um. I forgot. We I know there was there was footage mm-hmm. of this on YouTube anyway, uh, when he was doing a, his verse on I guess uh, well the bounce right uh, yeah, uh, yeah you know on, on that track and, and, and Jay Z's reaction you know with, with that so it, it's um and Jay's like yeah like that boy you know he 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 was determined because he wasn't going to get on the track if he didn't say like closed mouths don't get fed I remember that's exactly what Jay Z Jay Z said. Close mouths don't get fed, because because if he didn't speak up, he he wasn't going he wasn't going to be on the track. And look at that, and then he and he got wind up getting on the track. So it's it's lovely, man. I love stuff like this for sure. But um, but yeah, man. I the only other person I could possibly think of that probably could do this, I guess, is Drake from the hip hop standpoint. Drake and maybe it Beyonce. Drake and Beyonce for sure. Oh, oh, well, well, beyond, well, yeah. I was saying within hip hop, but but yeah, be, be Beyonce but yeah. definitely, definitely, uh, especially at the level I'm talking. You want to talk about the level of you know what, how much footage shit they will have on hand but and Beyonce and has so much a, footage yeah. though. See, yeah. Beyonce is more, but see, Beyonce kind of never. Oh, like, and it's not often you really get a peak of her, you know personal life let alone her personality but she know, has away done from stuff that's she, that but showed she's done it. it before she, when she was younger yeah you know we never really get to see her as her now you know as the mother as you know the wife as the you know international icon beyonce you know how does she go through everyday life as opposed to you know uh, we've seen her performances or getting ready for another album run or another Ivy Park drop. Right. You know? I don't think we've seen enough, though, of the just the studio, the actual recording or... See, but the, see, but this is difference, man. See, but the thing is with with, with, with pop and, and, and R&B music is that because there's so many writers involved in that process. There's so many different hands in the pot. As compared to somebody like a Kanye, where his the hands in the pot are majority is his hands, you know the production value and the songs and like he is so hands on that that's what makes it even special, makes it even more special as compared to if you know if Beyonce tried to like yeah it's nice it's don't get me wrong like it's always an interesting thing to see the process. In the construction of a song from its infancy to the point where yeah. it's recorded and, and then it's you know polished and then it's put out there and released like the finalized version, 
But it's just within. I just felt like within the this Beyonce's music. There's look at the credits. You, you can look in the credits and how many hands, how many writers and producers are involved in one fucking song. It's I don't know. To me, that takes that takes a little bit out of it. And that's no disrespect to like the, the Beyonce. You know, it's in her voice. You know, no, like her voice is her voice, but it, it's. You know what I'm saying? It's just the creative process of it. Because it's not always just so much the singers have that much of a creative process. It's more so like, all right, the writers have this. Now this is one of those songs that the singer decides to want to talk about something personal in their life. You know? But outside of that, you know, it's like there's, there's just too many hands in the pot for me to to have that same type of feeling that I'm that I'm feeling with watching these Kanye uh, stuff. But that's just that's yeah. just how I feel about it, though. I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker for songwriters too, so you know that that is pretty cool. If anything, at that I want to see how the well. songwriters, yeah, and how they that. collab and yeah, how they bounce ideas off one another. You know, it, uh, it, you know, and just like I bet a, a good a good example of this is um, you know, the Janet da- Jackson doc, yeah, yeah, came out a couple weeks prior, yeah, exactly. I, was it a lot? It wasn't no. too much that was uncovered. No. And you know it, it. It's not really, you know, not footage driven. You know, compared no. to, you know, genius. But just, just how the spats that she had with, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just how they, uh, you know, what they would go about the track, or you know, they'll just get into arguments and and how Janet, you know. When it looks like she's about to, you know, start to spike up, you know, her she will raise her soft voice up for a minute, and then she will say, "I'm leaving," <laughs> and that's it. Now, I, I would like to see more of that, you know, you know, just to, you know, because you know, sir, I like seeing a little bit of combat, a little bit of arguments, you know, compared it to happens. making songs, but because it happens, you just always see, you know, just the intensity and the urgency of, you know, how the artists, you know go about making their projects and making their songs, you know, and, and genius does, does that really well for the first two parts. Um, yeah. Don't know what we're going to get out of this final part, uh, but from what I've read is, it's not going to be the same as the first two. So, yeah. This is going to fall more in line with the Kanye that we've kind of been used to. We've been used to. And that that has now taken over the image of who he is as compared to the image that he had in the first two parts. You know, that's 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 what it is. That that third part basically is going to be the image that that he has now and that he's been having for a long, long time. Um, yeah, but it, it's. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I feel like, man, I'm scared to see what it is. But, but you know, it, it happens, man. It it happens. Though, and I would be intrigued about the Drake one. If Drake ever did something like this, I would be intrigued about it. Yeah, I, I, I need early footage of um, Aubrey, too. I, yeah, I can't get yeah. into the current stuff, you know. No, 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 you no, know, no, he, no. I mean, I'll, just like with the kind of one, it was also heavily curated as well. and. Yep. And fed it, you know, yeah. to the point that it is at this point at this time. But I feel like uh, a Drake one would be a little bit more cleaner. You know, we won't get a lot of a lot of the rawness that came out of uh, uh, this Kanye doc. Um, yeah, we just won't. Yeah, uh, but 
you know, if he could still have some type of a human element to it, it with his earlier shit when he was much more skinnier, then yeah, cool. That'd be nice. Right, right. I think the most part, like, I think if Drake was to ever do one, I think the part that probably would appeal to a lot of people uh, is that time period where, yeah, everybody knew about him and Degrassi, but it's like that time period where he was doing his acting shit there, but then it's like, at what point did it get to the point that he was like, all right, I want to do this rapping shit, and I really want to be great at it. Like, I want to take this serious and be great at it, and then seeing that progress from how he... Got further away from the acting stuff, and then he did more music stuff, and and then how the struggles because I took it seriously too. Yeah, because I mean, I know stories. I've heard stories. I know people personally that 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 were around when Drake was not Drake, uh, as everybody knows now. Uh, interesting stories, uh, and. and I just wondered that if he ever did something like that, would those things be talked about? Like, because, you know, whether people know it or not, Drake has a, there is a big part of Drake's rise from doing the acting to the rapping. Virginia has a big part. Right, right in 804, man. He's been knee deep in his place, you know, it, in Virginia. He has been very deep in here. And it's not just only 804. Also seven five seven. Of course, but yeah, that, yeah. Also seven five seven. So like there, there are there are, there are parts there are parts to that that I would be personally intrigued about. Um, and I don't think like the general public really knows about unless you really, really was just in the know. You know, so it, um, that would be the other person. But uh, but yeah, uh, but definitely check that out. Um, uh, get a chance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and, and lastly, man, we want to, there's just a couple of stuff, man. We got, we, we, we got to make it be known, uh, with, with some of this wrestling stuff, but, uh, but I know you personally have a certain feeling, uh, about a certain thing, but before I, we, we, you get to your, um, get to your argument here or, uh, or what annoys you, uh, elimination chamber was last Saturday. Um, and Pretty much everything that we suspected was going to happen happened. Um, Good show, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I had no problems with it. I liked it. Um, uh, you know, Brock. Shout out to Mad Cat Moss and um, Austin Deary for staring death in their face and managing to get out alive. They Shockingly excelled enough. greatly. They excelled greatly. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Roman Reigns won his match against Goldberg easily. You know, as as we figured, uh, Lesnar, as we also kind of figured, won the Elimination Chamber match uh, with a little footnote of Bobby Lashley, never not like never participating in the match at all, uh, which is which we now know is due to a legit injury. Uh, the severity of it is unknown, but it was a legit yeah. injury, and so they had to run an angle, you know. It was kind of a little bit skeptic about it, but skeptical. But uh, at first, when it was happening in real time, but now we know. Um, the women's side, you know, it, it, the Rousey match was actually that match. I I could could have did without, but shout out to it was Naomi. kind of fun though. But, but shout yeah, out Naomi, shout out to though. Naomi, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's on a run of her career right now, man. Yeah, she is, man. He is. 
And um, that was a poor piss. That was a piss poor job though about the the tying of the one hand behind the back. Like that was just horrible. That was yeah, man. Who, whoever tied it, I don't know if it was a ref or whatever. It was the ref. It, 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 start- it was an ass job. Like <laughs> better off just um, having no um, no rope around her arm because it was just dangling right onto the side. She could easily just you know un- yeah. loosen herself. You know, easily do that through that because but uh, it. But other than that, the match was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, match was good. Um, and and the the women's um uh, elimination chamber match and um Bianca, you know, Bianca is the, the rematch. Been. the re, The rematch is set. The rematch yes. is set. The long awaited and much debated rematch is now set, and. This is where I leave it to you, sir, <laughs> for for your uh, certain words about um, about that and the whole lead up to now the rematch that we're going to have at Mania. Hey, man, listen, hey, hey, we just let it play out, man. Like it, it was no doubt in my mind that Bianca was going to come right back to this moment. Not a single doubt in my soul. Because it's this is this is going to be this was the direction that was going to go, like, I mean, who 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 else who who else is going to be in this position? Like they, they don't have anyone else at this time, you know. Uh, and, and Bianca and, and Becky, this is the story that they wanted to close. This is what they wanted to finish. This is what Becky wanted. Mm-hmm. So and now, you know, Becky will finally get her come up as. Um, against Bianca because you know Bianca has never defeated Becky clean. Bianca um Becky's never lost a women's title at all at any rate. Um uh since winning it and now you know she's never been pinned to lose the title. Uh so this is this will be the crowning moment once again the real coronation I will say for Bianca Belair um when they face off at Mania and she could finally because it's not finished yet, but the story is there. The story, I mean, is looking pretty obvious that she's going to be the one that will get this crowning achievement against, you know, her rival. And it, for 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 a long time, since SummerSlam, I had to see people like tear down this finish, which I also agree that it was pretty lame, you know, have it um Becky you know, beat Bianca in that fashion in 26 seconds and how it was all, you know, put together at that point. But I knew that there was going to be at least an in factor there. There was going to be something that will lead to something greater, especially in Bianca's case. Uh, because, they, I mean, she's been booked nearly perfect um, since that, um, since losing the title. I mean, she every, every loss that she's had since... Uh, has not been clean. Uh, Sasha did not pin her cleaning. Becky didn't pin her cleaning. Uh, her two matches with Charlotte never had a decisive winner. Uh, and in both instances, Bianca was on the upper hand. So she was booked strongly, and she ran through most of the well, almost all of the Raw Women's Division right now. Uh, with the only person that has really been giving her, you know, a challenge is Rhea Ripley. Right. And do drop for to an extent. Oh yeah, you know, she's been she has been a consummate professional 
in every way where and she's been putting on really good matches and she has just been an unstoppable force and the fans fucking love her. It's clear that they're going to pull the trigger on her. Like she is the one. Like she is everything that WWE wants in a women's superstar. And she's a black woman. Yeah. Like she's a black woman that can captivate an audience in no other way any other person in his roster can. She is different, man. She's one of the ones. She is a generational talent. And I've seen that since day one. And this and now just the fact that this is happening, I am not a big fan of watching how um rest, certain fans, certain wrestling fans, I would say. Right. Right. Uh are reacting to this as in it cannot be satisfied or happy with the circumstances right now and seeing Bianca Belair being this star, getting this, you know, this coronation, being able to become, you know, the person that they, the type of wrestler that they always wanted to see, you know, Like, she is the embodiment of representation in WB right now. Yeah. And the fact that they just can't be right or wrong, really. Like, these like these folks, the detractors, they can't be wrong about how a company like WB is going to treat Bianca after she lost the title to Bianca, um, Becky, Becky Lynch in 26 seconds. They couldn't be wrong with the fact that she was still booked strongly. She was not seen as an afterthought and was still seen as a central figure of the Raw's women's division from the very onset. And now that she's back in the main event against Becky Lynch, they want to turn around and say that it was never in the plans to begin with. What the Ah. fuck? Ah, Right. Y'all sounding like some bitches. Like straight pussy. Because that's what you are. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm directing this to every single one of those fans out there that always wanted long-term storytelling and always wanted to praise for, for WWE to have uh, consistency and continuity. And they give you something like that. Between two stars that have been booked well, protected well, you know, and not look treated like idiots, unlike what you see in fucking Jacksonville of all places. Nah. And yet they say that this wasn't in the plans. Like, are you even fucking watching the show? They're not. Like, are you even paying attention? Because it's obvious that they aren't. And no. you know, it, it it really just annoys it annoys the shit out of me, especially seeing black women and other black fans in particular say this shit like what the fuck is wrong with y'all hey i I have no idea what the hell is wrong with these damn people bro but i mean it's it is it just gives off it it just gives off a feel now man like ever since it has really intensified ever since AEW came into play here oh Um, no doubt you know that that there is a lot of people that you have always had people that was criticizing WWE and stuff. And a lot of times that criticism is 
is it's worth it. It's 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 true and it's deserved, you know. Oh, yeah. But but this is one of those instances where I remember when, um, you know, when Bianca did get pinned at SummerSlam. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, people were understandably pissed or whatever, and you know, had some people who were like, oh, she should leave. This is bullshit. Uh, you know, they're probably just going to put her. You know, now I, like thanks. They just only gave us a a couple of few months, or whatever, and and you just throwed her right back down to the pile or whatever. But like you said, despite all that, they still have booked her strong, and they haven't stopped doing that. And and it was a I felt like it was eventually she's going to get her rematch because like it just made no sense for them not to do that. And given how yeah, they man. really wanted, like Becky Lynch was like on a fucking tear. She was the hottest ticket before she had to go on maternity leave. And, you know, and then here comes Bianca. And everybody everybody loves Bianca. And she's on fire. And what she's doing is amazing. And then everything was even, you know, catapult- mm-hmm. like, like like everything coming to a culmination with WrestleMania and against Sasha Banks. And, 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 you know, the meaning of, of that match in general and stuff. And it was like, it was just one of those situations where, you know, everybody was clamoring, waiting for this match to happen. But then when it happened at SummerSlam, it was under the premise or, you know, the situation was that Becky wasn't 100% yet. She literally just started getting back, you know, into into wrestling mode after all those autumn years, months being away. Um, so it was, and, and which has done great. People don't speak about how that was has done great wonders for Becky's character. And, you know, and they, how, also, how, along with that, they, they don't speak about why that happened. Right. Right. You know, uh, yeah, because you just actually aforementioned, man, Sasha was not there. No. Why was no. that? You know, no, no one wants to go back to that part. I think with Sasha, though, like people already have their preconceived <laughs> notions that and, and, and based off of what the track history and what we've heard from out from sources or whatever the case is and then. Seeing how it has played off on screen, it it, it kind of gives you a it, it it's almost a okay. Well, once you put two and two together, now it makes sense, and it kind of gives off that feel. Uh, and then plus, we see her doing some other shit, man. It's like like she's silent. She's slowly going into the direction which I remember when she did start. People did try to say like she's going to wind up being like the rock of the women's division, and. What she's doing is she's doing a lot of outside stuff now, and obviously she's getting that Disney money too, you know. So she's she's trying to go in that route, but that's nothing surprising if in, in that case. But um, overall, though, it, it, it's yeah, Sasha's not there, so here comes Becky, and you know Charlotte is Charlotte, but that's you know they I don't think they really want to ride that wave on Charlotte all the damn time, you know, and and, and we all know that. They, there is always going to be a connection between Charlotte and Becky, and you know, and and and, and, and what's and even Bailey, you know, Bailey, and, yeah, and, yeah, and four Sa- horsewomen, you know, and Sasha. So we all know that there's always going to be a connection there, and they could always go back to, they could push that red button to go back to that anytime, and, and, and you know, people are going to eat it up. So it's there. But at the end of the day, I'm glad this rematch is happening. People, it is happening. It is here. We're going to get a full actual match. This shit is going to fucking rock. It's going to be great. And yeah, man, I'm fucking excited for that. I am. I really am. And you should be too. 
Well, not you, Chris. I, I know you. I mean, I know I am. I know you're excited, Chris. But I'm just saying, other people they should be excited about it too. Yeah. Um, so, so, and we, we, I have this inkling feeling that, um, you know, it's going to happen two years in a row that Bianca winds up being the champion again. So, uh, and, and that's probably going to be the match that ends like on the first night or maybe the second night. And, and, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that at least that's what I feel. I think it's going to happen, but, um, but yeah, we're going to see what happens with that. But like I said, pretty, Pretty smooth and, and whatever. Uh, elimination chamber event. Um, NXT is still blowing up. They still they still doing a great job. Um, they're doing more. Um, you know, mixing up uh, now as everybody saw from a couple of weeks ago. Or whatever. Um, Dolph Ziggler being in NXT now, so they're doing a lot of cross. You know, uh, feuding with between NXT and especially Raw or just the main roster storylines. They're doing great with that NXT. Uh, one thing I want to po- uh, one thing I do want to say is that shout out, man, dog. I think. Do you think this is going to happen? You think that you think the the E is going to pull the trigger WrestleMania weekend? You put the bloodline minus Roman, of course. Um, since since now was it now was it their, their other brother now? Since he's in NXT. Oh, you mean Sol Sol Sequoia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since now apparently he's been going after Gunter or Yeah, or, and Imperium. Yeah. I, I figure it feels like something's leaning towards that way, man. Right, right. And I mean Mania Weekend would be the best weekend for that to happen. You know, it that come on. I, I think that would be good. I think that would be a good rub. It'll be a good rub and a little little fourth, you know, breaking the fourth wall, a wink wink. Between the Usos and being with their with their brother and because it's just like I listen to his promos and I'm like it's like I'm listening to the Usos <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, man. <laughs> for better or worse, it sounds like like it's this sounds exactly like the Usos right now. It's like next thing I know, he's going to say Usos after every sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's great. Love to see that. Love to see that happening, man. It, it, and if it happens that way, then more power. That's going to help. That's going to help. Sequoia out, you know that's that's in the end. Uh, we all know Imperium is going to give. You know we know what they're about. Um, so it, it's it's a lot of good things that's happening good. in the E. A lot of good things happening. Um, before we end out and close out, uh, we do got to touch on this thing with Cody Rhodes. Though. We got we got to do a quick thing about. That. Oh yeah, yeah. That that that's well, wrestling news. Um, that it's, uh, it's, it's done Cody. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back to 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 the E. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already starting doing shit um, down there in Tampa or Orlando. Should I say not in Tampa, Orlando? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, but it is what it is. Ready. It's yeah, it is what it is, and you know, uh, it, this is not gloom and doom for AEW by any stretch of the imagination. This is not like oh my gosh, something's going up. I, all it is is that hey man, I I really feel like he just wants to. Maybe there's a couple of loose ends that Cody wants to do, do on on the east side of stuff. Um, you know, especially since his father's tournament is going on now too. Uh huh. And NXT. Um, uh, but I think just personally for him, there's just he he rose to a level that he wasn't able to achieve in his first stint with the E. 
But now after he's done everything, but he's done ever since leaving it now, he's at a different higher level now. Um, he has more leverage. And, and I think now like him being part of that um, part of E is going initially, at least is that's going to be a big boost for him. But I think eventually it's going to be one of those things that he kind of drifts down into like mid card and reliable thing. And, He's eventually going to go back to AEW in the end because that's. I mean, uh, uh, he, he might, he might, but he was a former executive vice president, man. So yeah, that's a huge coup still for uh, WWE. And he's going to likely he will be providing intel <laughs> of how things are being ran down there. So and that will oh. play to the advantage for sure. You need Cody for the intel. Just look, just look at the IWC. I mean, yeah, they, they 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 see it right there. But <laughs> you know, it's also it's it'll be extra just to know, especially about the talent that he used to be around. Um, when them contracts come up, I'm like, oh yeah, Definitely. you know, <laughs> Cody will be the one they will talk to to see if you know if this talent is worth getting. Right. You know, so yeah, it's right, but. It, that that situation is going to be intriguing as it unfolds in the next few weeks or whatever, um, or, or months, however long it takes for this whole thing to to go down with Cody officially showing his face on there. But they kind of really dropped some hints um, on Raw, um, a good amount of them actually, especially Edge. Yeah, um, you know he, you know it's no, it's it's known now, so it's going to happen. But uh, but yeah, but other than that, man, like uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's just a smooth road to down to WrestleMania. Um, in case anybody has not, if you're not following the NW Bard Podcast uh Twitter Twitter account, go ahead and give us a follow. Um, it has been known that uh, I will be taking doing the pain not painstaking task, but the 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 long journey of um. Watching every WrestleMania from one to the last year, uh, main specifically, mm-hmm. um, I will have my top five WrestleMania main events uh, matches um, on the podcast before Mania, whenever that is next month. Um, so I so far am up to WrestleMania nine, um, and there's already one match that I've seen that's kind of like an early candidate to be on the list, but not. Just gotta wait and see. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so that should be fun, uh, for sure. And like I said, just gonna see what happens. Um, you know, not gonna not much stuff is probably gonna happen between um now and, and the next episode, I don't think. Um, at least it's not as much as the craziness has gone on in the past couple of weeks. So uh, but we never know. We just never know. We never know what what Mm-mm. what crazy stuff may unfold. We don't know if we're going to get a confirmation of a Stone Cold match happening at Mania. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, we who knows what the hell is going to happen? Who knows? But uh, but yeah, but uh, other than that, uh, got any last parting words, bro? Um, yeah, man, I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, yeah, fuck the haters. Um, <laughs> you know, Belair gang all day. <laughs> that, that, that that's a double entendre, you know. If you, if you didn't know, double entendre yeah. right there. <laughs> um, and also, uh, as much as I love the the genius um, doc, boy, that live show was fucking terrible the other night. So, yeah, um, sound guys, like really make make sure that the lip syncing is correct 
and the and their mics aren't too loud because oh. I don't want to see any more dudes getting embarrassed out there. <laughs> yeah, I totally missed uh, the live thing, and it's I wasn't pressed to see it anyway. But but yeah, you didn't uh, miss much, man. I know I didn't. I, that's I haven't checked. I haven't checked at all. Uh, but uh, as far as on my side, uh, not much. Uh, I know tonight, as of this recording, I missed the first two episodes of the new season of Snowfall. So um, I'll I'll catch those tomorrow, like on on Hulu. They'll be there. So, um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, like I said, uh, like I said the documentary's been good. Like it. Kind of afraid for third episode. Um, you know, music wise, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess we're just waiting to see if somebody drops a surprise album out of nowhere. I have no idea who it could be, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm not paying that shit for Kanye's uh, Don the Two. Fuck him. Fuck that. Um, nah, they're not getting any my any my money. Um, and uh, and also, um, oh man, I will say this: even though even though this is a sports and music podcast but god damn it you uh euphoria man god damn that show man <laughs> that show is wild <laughs> that show is wild that's all i gotta say the show is it's, wild it's it's something else <laughs> yeah it's it's been a drizzling shit this season but yeah the the last episode was uh pretty, yeah. pretty ridiculous yeah 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 it's been ridiculous we're setting up for a good for a good finale if if anything is going to be an interesting an eventful finale for that. But uh but outside of that, uh hey, just everybody, you know, uh be safe out there. You know, we um we're approaching March. That's gonna be that's my month right there. So uh so uh we're exactly a month away from my birthday as a matter of fact. So uh, and the Undertaker's birthday. Great thing we both share birthdays. Uh but as always like I said um you know Twitter NW Bard podcast uh Twitter account Hit that follow. Uh, rappers and actors. That's Chris's. Uh, mine is Mo underscore B underscore Noen. Uh, you know, No Words Bardcast page on Instagram. And don't forget, you could always find us too on the Family Podcast Network. As again, if you haven't already, sign up for the newsletter, get updates and all that stuff, giveaways, and in the future, um, there's a lot of still great things we're expanding. Um, so get familypn.com um give that a visit newsletter sign up for that follow us um and you know we love to talk to people interact um and like i said just be safe for the next couple of weeks um hopefully the weather in your area wherever you're listening to is going to uh uh you know stay warm for you since you know groundhogs be dying and shit these days but uh (laughs) but uh but yeah um peace be safe, um, wash your hands, all that shit. And until next time, y'all take care. Peace.